We're here for it, baby. We are live. <clears throat> so I don't have to do anything then. We're just ready to go. We're rolling, baby. We, we are, we're doing it. We're in it. Hello. And welcome back to the Off the Cuff Show. I'm Mike. This is Dave. And tonight we are Hi. we're back. We got some catching up to do. We got to kind of like talk about life a little bit, of course. And then we are going to get into the story that I most want to talk about, which is going to be this little kid who was either I don't know how insensitive this kid could be to wear blackface to an NFL football game, but we are going to call him out for it, and we are gonna, we're going to take yeah. him to task. He's in a lot of trouble, along now. with Deadspin, and so we're we're going to chat through that. There's been some updates <laughs> since the story broke. And uh, mm-hmm. it gets even better. It gets even better. It's it's pretty amazing. So we're going to talk about Doesn't that. It? Dave's okay. got a few more articles we'll talk about. And uh, that's that's pretty much kind of like where we're at right now with the show is we hop on here and toss out some some headlines of things going uh, going on here around the world and on all the news outlet online edition. And that's right. That's, uh, that's us. I don't have. Uh, the last time I recorded a podcast at my house, because I don't have good internet at my office, I used my AirPods and it sucked. Ter- the audio quality was absolute hot garbage. And today yeah, I'm using these new mics I got uh, for other projects, DJI. I don't, I don't, wireless mics. I, I, <laughs> there's probably a model number, or a fancy name. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it goes on. Uh, goes on your shirt like this, which I'll probably put because I'm going to get sick of holding it like this. But it sounds better when it's like right up like this. But yeah, it does. But does it sound horrible this way when I'm when it's here? Is it that big of a difference? I mean, you know, Mike, had I not heard it the good way, then I would have just said, yeah, it's fine. But I mean, I, I can just keep it holding it like way. this. It's fine. We'll see what it turns out to be like. I just feel like I'm a, yeah. right. I'm a reporter in the field. I get you. Back to you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know I got nothing. Um, oh, Christina <laughs> says it's good. Is it good like this, though? Like just if I put it on here, it's made to like. It's not that good, Christina. Clip, like clip on. Uh, I, it's got a magnet, though. So You know what you do? Clip it onto a part of your beard right in, at literally your Literally, I can put it like that, magnetized. In, in my shirt, oh, I could just Lord. like do it like that. So this Bring would be Elijah nice back. because this then I'm, then I'm hands free, baby. Hands free. Oh, God. What are you, what are you oh, focused your on? hands there, away. I'm actually looking at a couple articles here. You're very so. head down. Are you? I'm not trying to be head down. Maybe you don't want this to This is my there. normal way, though. No, that's. <laughs> 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 I forgot what it's like. It's been so long. So. Man, and now the audio is way <laughs> off for you. I don't know what's going on with StreamYard. Oh, good so Lord. bad. So bad. Holy shit, it's showing at 36 decibels. Yeah, that I don't know about. I turned you up a little bit. How about now? In the stream. Am I better now? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's, do, let's do a little bit of catching up because uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I think we missed two weeks, so it's been probably three weeks since we podcasted. We told everybody, all right, probably, see you next yeah. week. And then we were like, oh, yeah, if only we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So unreal. Whatever. That is so funny. So dumb. Um, yeah. So the last time we talked, we were telling people we were going to go to a concert that weekend together. And we did. So we, mm-hmm. we ended up going to yeah, we did. Field. We had these all access passes to the five finger death punch and Metallica show. Uh, yeah. What, what, what was your takeaway? What did you, what did you love and what did you hate about, about our, uh, our weekend <laughs> experience? It started with, it started with I'll tell you what, Saturday grappling with, uh, Zoltan came yeah. into town. We spent some time, yeah. um, with him kind of covering some, some things and getting some roles in or whatever, but yeah, just g- give us, give us uh, Dave's take on that weekend and experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. It's uh, it feels like it's been forever, but I will, I'll do my best to, to, uh, it, it's like a flashback now at, at this point, it's been so long, but uh, two, two of the things that I didn't like, uh, I didn't like parking in the city of Detroit. That is one thing I hate doing with a passion. I hate going down into the city of Detroit. Sorry, all you Detroiters who pretend like you fucking love Detroit. I'm sorry. It's just not the truth. Um, and yeah, Detroit's Detroit strong. And uh, but also, uh, Yako, I we didn't get to roll with him. He, uh, he wasn't in. Yeah. Uh, so I and I, I he's just such a he's such a. First of all, he's, a, he's such a nice guy. So this is Zoltan's, uh It's uh, security, like his, it, it's like almost like he's kinda. his helper. Yeah, but yeah. it says he's head of security. He's just such a nice guy. Matter of fact, when he was at the concert, um, and I, I we ran into him because he was in the that pit. I was yeah. like, "Hey, this is my wife Joyce." He's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." And he like just gave her like this handful of like merchandise, like little things. You know what I mean? Like he's just <laughs> he's just a nice guy, you know. Like picks and just, you know what I mean. So his he's, number. He's just such a nice. Guy. When you get sick of Dave, yeah, I'll be yeah, here. It was a, <laughs> either way, it was really nice. So, you know, I haven't seen her since. So, you know, she he solved a couple problems for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but other no, other than that, like it was, uh, <clears throat> it was just a great time. I always, you know, I always enjoy when Zoltan comes into town. He's he's such a nice guy. I've already talked to way too much about him in the past uh and he's such he's such a decent human being and he's just always has great stories uh and i was able to roll with uh with you and angela and i don't get to roll with you guys that often i really like and i know angela and i train at the same gym yeah but he doesn't roll that often anymore i know he because he has some some serious like he's got knee issues and stuff and um, so yeah, so that was, it's fun to be able to do that. And I, I don't get to see you very often roll with you. So, uh, that, that was just, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Uh, my wife just had a, a ball. <clears throat> she saw, uh, James Hatfield, uh, as we were walking down the corridor. Yeah. We walked on the right like side. right, right by him in the backstage area. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was telling Joyce, I was like, Joyce, no matter what you do, don't talk to anybody. Like, don't, you know, cause that would be her thing. <laughs> To be like, oh my god! I just wanted to. I just sorry, I didn't mean it. Just wanted to let you know how great you are, and because uh, she gets starstruck pretty easy, and uh, and so I was like, don't talk. To, thank God I said it beforehand because she went down there. She's like, and then I was walking down there. I was like, I wonder if he'll notice. I mean, if he just looks in my way, maybe I can say hi or something. I'm like, Joyce, you know, <laughs> this is how starstruck she gets. I swear to God, 
we were in Gaylord. Remember, I used to have property in Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Gaylord is 15 minutes away. We used to stop in there off 75 uh, and go into the Walmart there when we get in. Because you got to get supplies, you got to get groceries and things of that nature. Right. Let me tell you, it was late. We got in late one night. And it was winter time, and we we got in, and it probably was like eleven o'clock at night, and we had to get some supplies because you know I worked mid, I worked weird hours and overtime, you know, and so um, we were walking in. There was really this tall black dude, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's JJ from Good Times." It, it looked a lot like this guy, and Joyce was like, "Oh my god, really?" She like freaked out, and I was like, "No, I go why the I fuck with JJ?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, why would JJ be in Gaylord in the wintertime at 11 o'clock at night in a fucking Walmart? Why would he do that? Same reason she everybody just is. died laughing. No yeah. pizza rolls, baby. <laughs> Dude, it was just ridiculous. So, uh, but she had a really, really good time. And let's be honest, Five Finger Death Punch, Zoltan always takes care of us he as a matter of fact he told us we're like hey is this the last we're gonna see you because he was leaving his dressing room he's like no 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 i'm gonna come down in the pit and see you guys <laughs> and what's the first thing he did playing guitar he came down to to see us and play you know and it, it was just it was just he's a hilarious dude he's so funny so anyway it was a great time what about you good and bad uh well the 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 good was uh, as far as like hanging out on Saturday with them, it was pretty fun to, um, to hear some of the stories that I, I just hadn't heard. I mean, Zoltan will yeah, yeah, talk sure. and talk you know, like he, he's just a super down to earth. Yeah, He's dude. got so many good stories. And, uh, some of the stories he shared just about the band and his, his life in New York when he like was coming up in the, in the music industry and stuff. It was just really yeah. funny stories. It was, I, I really enjoyed that. And then uh, it was cool to get to hang out with uh, with everybody on on the concert day. I, I mean, I had a good time. And the the bad was I my knees ached for like ten days <laughs> because we we stood like yeah. I parked. I got there first. I I was standing outside the stadium at like quarter to five. So. That was after a 10 minute walk, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so yeah. I, I had been standing from basically four 30 until all oh, 11, yeah. like after a little after 11, that's a long time. And People can laugh at us if they want oh, to, they like, can. But that that's no joke. And, uh, it wasn't standing on grass. I mean, it was just a concrete slab of, you know, four field. Like it was. It was on the floor. There's nothing. There's no it's, astroturf yeah. there. There's just just concrete, you know, and uh, and I yeah, of course I wear cushioned. I wear nothing but my Chuck T's, you know. So like, they're not exactly designed. I don't know how kids no. in the fifties did it in gym class with Chuck T's, but they did. And yeah, right. It's the, way exactly. I, it's the way I live, I suffer because of it. But anyway, uh, my knees <laughs> just ached. So that was that was the downside. I uh, then yeah. I told you guys afterwards. I. Now listen, these guys in Metallica, they could be the the nicest guys in the universe maybe if you get to know them or something like that. But it just it's kind of like I don't know, it's just weird. Like you got you got the guys in Five Finger Death Punch um hanging out in in their dressing room. We're standing there, we're talking to Zoltan, you know, whatever. We're talking to Davey. We're talking to people like and it just feels yeah. it just feels pretty normal. I don't I didn't feel like 
I feel like I can just be my, I'm just being myself. They're being themselves. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah, yeah. there's nothing uh, aloof about it. Nothing weird about it. And then it's like, you start walking out and the, the manager for five finger death punch is like making sure we know, Hey, listen, don't talk to James Hetfield. Like he does, like, it's like, he doesn't like that, you know, whatever. And maybe yeah. he's got his routines, his rituals, his thing to put on a good show. Right. And it's just like, you know, okay. <laughs> and did you did you feel like it was a little prima donna yeah, type I felt, stuff? I like, felt like I mean, the Metallica side of the things was a little prima donna, and honestly, like, what's funny is, really, I, I mean, anytime Zoltan's going to come into town, if I can be there, I'm going to be there. But, um, yeah, you know, Me- Metallica was like a draw for us because that was like a a bucket list band for us that we hadn't seen. And honestly, like it didn't, it didn't bother us to leave before they were done. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really feel connected to their performance. I, and I I say that as somebody who regularly listens to Metallica music. I grew up, I like, yeah, you, yeah, you love Metallica. I'm not even knocking them. I'm just saying like, I, I don't know. Um, I just think five finger death punch puts on a better show. I, I feel like they're just, a more fan yeah. friendly thing. So, uh, yeah, those are my negatives, I guess, but overall it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, think, I mean, I was, we had all access passes that freaking Ford field to yeah. go see two amazing bands. And so there's nothing really negative about it at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's, and I, I think we have to agree with Sillamander here because, um, man, I just, you know, I've seen, I, I told you, I'd seen him twice before and I, I, but back then, in we we knew all the songs. I I kind of stopped listening after their black album, and uh, and and I loved it. But I, I even that had to grow on me because it was very different from their their prior mm-hmm. stuff that we, I loved. And uh, but but in the end, I think that was the last time i ever saw metallica i forgot the time before that i forgot which which one it was it doesn't really matter but um but then like every but every song that they played back then i knew but this time it was like they played three really good old ones right in a row then all of a sudden they played like three or four i'm like i don't even i don't even heard of these songs i stopped like again it's like when when you you see somebody like a 70 year old dude who like is stuck who dresses in the 60s you know what i mean like because at some point he stops being like <laughs> you know like uh he stops uh kind of going with the generational you know clothes fashion and is just kind of stuck in the yeah. 60s that's kind of how i am with metallica so i you know it's just one of those one of those things but but their show has always been like their shows are incredible and i i gotta tell you the the when, those times that i had seen them before i I swore up and down they are the best live band I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I can still stick to that, but but again, but that was a past thing. And then I listened to Five Finger Death Punch. And I, you know, last time a couple of years ago, I wasn't a really big fan. I didn't know them. I didn't listen yeah. to, uh, you know, metal, you know, a more later metal like that. And uh, then you're like, hey, you, you want to go see these guys? I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. I don't, I've never heard anything from them. And I still hadn't really heard anything. I like. I think I put it in like. I could say I put the cassette in before on my way <laughs> to the concert. Um, but I put the A track in, and uh, and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? These are actually guys sound pretty good. They're you know, and uh, and then and then all of a sudden you see them live, and uh, when they were headlining, and I was like, 
holy crap when they headline man i mean it's like great yeah. it was good yeah it and it was incredible and it wasn't just because of the experience of being able to at pine be able to go back and roll with them in the back and and like they he it had us everywhere everywhere um it was because their music was incredible and their their crowd is incredible they have a, a very faithful following of of fans and they they play to their fans and metallica again who i love it's like they don't play to their fans anymore they play to their for to for their fans yes. I, and, I agree uh, it just feels a little bit different yeah, bosco so says it like just, maybe it's a, a personal connection i i mean i i maybe but i've been a five finger death punch fan long before i knew anybody in the band like I, I was a fan before I was a friend. So I, I have a pretty objective. Yeah, you were I, for I sure. A, you and Angelo. I have a, a pretty objective like take on what it's like to see a show of theirs with, without, without that sort of like connection. So uh, it's pretty, pretty objective. And, you know, all, all I needed to know, like was, so we, we were in the pit like in this middle. So it was a round, a circular stage. It was very large. And we were in the middle uh, for, and we had these passes on us that says Five Finger Death Punch fam- Family or whatever. So it was like, that's the band that got you the all access pass. Well, Metallica, first of all, Metallica limited the other bands giving away any passes for the show like basically restricted them to a very small amount um, of passes, uh, which normally they'd be able to do whatever they want. And even then, the the passes that the the other bands were able to give out didn't apply to Metallica. Correct. So we were in the middle, and Metallica also made a rule and said, unless you have our pass, (laughs) then you can't be here during the show. They didn't honor the other bands bringing their their close really friends and strange. family and all that stuff to the show, and uh, so it's just like I don't know. It was that, um, but I, I was glad that I got to hear some of the some classic Metallica songs, you know, in yeah, person because they still sound and uh, crowd loved them. It was it was cool, you know. Like I can say that I did it, but I would say this: that if no matter who Metallica comes to town with, if if they ever do again. I don't think that we would get tickets to be honest with you. I don't think that we'd be like, all right, we've seen them and it's fine. But there are certain bands, five finger death punch would be one blue October is another band. Like there's a few that, you know, for Sherry and I, like every time they would come to town, we're, we're going like, that's like that, that'll be the default plan unless we can't for some reason, like that would be what we would plan on doing. So, uh, but it was a good weekend. Like Gordon Lightfoot, uh, Jim Crow. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> They're both, both were dead. <laughs> Still waiting for those uh, those ones. To yeah, Eddie Murphy. Sale, whatever. Um, any any time he comes in. So. But but only him singing. It's not no, no, not the comedy. comedy. No, no, no. <laughs> just just, just, yeah. just when he performs his classic album. <laughs> My girl likes to party all the time. My so, girl yeah. likes to <laughs> party all the time. <laughs> yeah, Drew says wham. <laughs> Jitterbug. Oh god. <laughs> That is amazing. You know, I'm more apt to see comedians 
So, you know, I've told you I've like I've kind of like done my trifecta of comedians. And um, I'll tell you what, I, I'm so like I I'd always wanted to see what Bill Burr, uh, Louis C.K. and Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see all three. And those are like the how I go. Like, I don't go to I, I don't go to like concerts like that concertos, if you will. Uh, but but I do like to go see those guys. And I the, the, that I've. I've done it. I, I enjoy. I just don't normally go out to see concerts very often. It's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> standing, man, that just kills me. Like we were looking at Blue October's coming to Detroit in April, I think, and we already were like, I said, like, we, I have to sit down. I, I can't do this anymore. Even the last time we took, uh, we took yeah. Josiah and Anna to Blue October show. I think it was in Royal Oak when we went. And uh, again, man, I just standing up for that many hours in a row now is just not in my. Not my preferred yeah. preferred way to spend my time. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Drew says Theo Vaughn. Yeah, he seems like he would be uh, he would be funny. Uh, I saw Rogan was with Chappelle, and he was not not good at I'm all. Not a, I mean, he's always been. I am enemy not a anyway, huge but... fan of Rogan stand up. I, I I've watched a couple of different <sighs> specials. There's some things he makes me laugh about or whatever, but I I, I just yeah he he. Yeah, he looked really. I, I don't. Was, I don't connect. It was, it was much right with after his comedy, COVID, and, but yeah, Segura, Segura was. Uh, he was freaking hilarious. He just popped in with the with Chappelle in Vegas. I have no <laughs> idea why, but it, he was really freaking hilarious. That new guy, Rife, Matt Rife, uh, is it Matt Rife? He. Uh, we started watching his uh, comedy show yesterday, and we hadn't even been drinking, and we were laughing. So. He's got something. It's just, he's he brings kind of a different level of humor. It's a very young, hip kind of feller, if you will. So his his comedy is actually, uh, I'm not gonna say it's more geared towards a younger crowd, but he's such a, a young yeah. dude, and he's got he's like really got a lot of energy and and all that. But he was super like what we watched of it was super fun. This is how old we are. Uh, I'm like, wow, this guy has got really got chops, you know, and 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 they were like, okay, now it's time for bed. Like, like that's <laughs> that's how I watch comedy shows apparently nowadays. So, <laughs> oh boy. So uh, yeah, that was our that was our fun filled weekend. We went through the holidays, and now we're here. Uh, we're here to talk to you about. I did. I saw Dane Cook. Drew said he's the modern Dane Cook. I saw Dane Cook at the uh, at the palace. No, what couldn't have been. Did no, you? It wouldn't have been the palace. He gets a lot of hate, man, but I always thought he was hilarious. Yeah, I, no, I, I I enjoyed the show um, when I went. Yeah. I know he's yeah, accused, accused happened with of him? There was stealing something. jokes and things like that or something. I don't remember. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, because yeah, he, he was like, he like kind of sunk for a long time and then kind of he started slowly making his way back. But several years later. Was the pal- where was that? Yeah. I would, Man. I'm not a fan of, I mean, the palace is not a thing anymore, but what a stupid idea the palace was. Stupid. All right. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons. Okay. Yeah. If you drive 60 minutes north, you'll get to the Detroit Pistons, you idiots. All right. Anyway. You know, Mike, that's not really funny. Um, you know, I, uh, I just want you to know I live a lot closer there <laughs> to that area now than, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right, let's I'm get ready, into this. Ready. All right, we we had um, we had, the story broke yesterday, I think, uh, or might have been Monday. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was a couple days ago. Yeah. But um, Deadspin, which is uh, 
a media outlet mostly focused on sports, maybe. Uh, but a senior writer there, uh, Karan Phillips, I think is his name, accused child fan Holden Armenta of wearing blackface at a Chiefs Raiders game in Las Vegas on Sunday. Uh, you can't, you just can't make this stuff up. So let me share this uh, so that you guys can can see. Can I, I have to interject a couple, just a, what I'm confused about in this is because obviously you're going to show uh, th- this article and for people that are just listening, um, this this kid is wearing, uh, isn't he wearing a headdress too? Yes. Uh, Indian headdress. And then his his face is painted red on one side and black on the other. What I find very interesting is that, first of all, that's a great picture of the kid right there. But how is it that he got so much play with photo- with photography, like with the photographs? Like, he, he, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it must well, have been... He had, he- you, you get what I'm saying? I mean, how many tens of thousands of people are there? Why did he because get that he, kind of he play? Because he was on this railing kind of not far away from the players, and he actually had okay. some of the players doing, like, the tomahawk chop, you know, like, whatever. Uh, so he okay. so probably, like, the same thing, like, you go to the Tiger game and, like, kids have signs, and you know, it's a kid, a cute kid yeah. doing cool stuff. The players are getting into it. You know, it draws attention, I think. So, I see. Okay. Um, the Deadspin writer it's hard to see in this photo that we have pulled up but if you can look on the screen you'll see the headdress and then you'll see they're only showing one side of the kid's face which is painted yeah, which side is profile. painted black <laughs> yeah. so deadspin yeah. author writes an article that that was titled the nfl need to speak out against the kansas city chiefs fan in blackface native headdress so he immediately got called out because this is the real photo of the kid who has nothing more than the team colors, which is not yeah. an unusual thing to do at sports games. He's got one side of his face black, one side of his face red. That's the Chiefs color scheme. And he puts it on his face because that's the team he's rooting for, or whatever. Yeah. All I'm seeing is uh, uh, is double racism, Mike. Um, that's what yes. I see in this picture. I see him trying to be have blackface, and then also trying to be a pretend engine. <laughs> engine. And let me tell you, I am affected <laughs> about it by both folks as a as a white white dude oh man if i was a white if i was a middle-aged white woman i would be even more offended you know <laughs> oh, that, absolutely right? and rightfully so, so. um <laughs> and rightfully so exactly in an article published monday i said the headline phillips included a photo that showed only the black painted side the other images and videos show the other half painted red to display both of the team's colors armenta the kid also wore the traditional headdress resembling the team logo from the 60s and 70s. Without any mention of the red paint or any other context, Phillips accused the team and the National Football League of allowing fans to display racism and hate. (laughs) So Phillips wrote, the answer to all of those questions lead back to the NFL. While it isn't the league's responsibility to stop racism and hate from being taught in the home, they are a league that has relentlessly participated in prejudice. If the NFL had outlawed the chop at Chiefs game, 
and been more aggressive in changing the team's name, then we wouldn't be here. There's no place for a franchise oh. to be called Chiefs in a league that's already eradicated, quote, Redskins, he added. So oh, he, he everybody starts giving backlash over saying this kid's doing blackface. This is the furthest thing from what this kid is doing, right? So yeah. everybody's calling him out on how he ripped this out of context. Now he's deleted the tweet, right? It's go, it's gone. I was going to say because you almost can't but find it. Initially, right? like, he doubled gone, down. Gone. He initially doubled down and says, "All you people complaining about this, you're what's wrong. You you're you're the of reason." Course. Right? Of course, throw it right back at Elon people, Musk. Right? Chirped up and said he's an unapologetic racist and a deceiver. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so he has that going for him. But here's the update. What's crazy is that it turns out that our uh, Armenta, the kid, is from a Native American family. His grandfather is a business committee member at the Santa Yanez Band of Chumash Indians. He is an elder in the tribe. The elder Armenta visited oh his grandparents gosh. and other relatives who lived on the Native American reservation throughout his childhood, right? So... He comes oh, from a Native yeah. American family. In 2012, the obituary of his great-grandfather identified him as an elder of the Santa Inez band of Chumash Indians. <laughs> the boy's mother angrily <laughs> responded to Deadspin's article uh, for airing the misleading photograph published by the blog. She posted several photos of her chief superfan son appearing to have fun time at the game and shared a video of him doing the iconic tomahawk, which was being done by black chiefs players on the sidelines, right? Of course. Uh, so Deadspin has yet to issue any correction to the article or respond to the backlash as of, as of Wednesday morning. So no, no, nothing has been said or done. Nothing has been retracted. Nothing. And so it turns out you can't retract something that doesn't that exist all anymore. of his, all of his anger was literally directed at a non race. He wasn't doing blackface and it turns out he is from an actual native American descent wow not not just like two percent but his great grandfather was an elder in a tribe <laughs> that's amazing so you can't you can't make and that up isn't that funny <clears throat> um you know they they did this with the this the redskins and it, it was it was clear that the majority of native american indians were not offended by this at all and even spoke out like against kind of like the, the it was to them it was a sense of pride like you know and, and they never took it as a as a as there was a bad there was thing. no uprising uh, there was no outcry there was no no there was there wasn't a contingent no. that like created this movement it is it is uh this white knighting thing because because our culture celebrates victimhood then then right. if you can't be the victim, you have to speak up for the victims. And that in and of itself is now a virtue signal. And now you're, now you're worthy yeah. of praise and more people need to be like you or, or whatever. It's, it's nuts. I, somebody, uh, I heard this weekend, somebody is saying being woke is having your eyes open constantly to find something to be offended at. That that you're you're woke when you're doing nothing but gazing around, seeking every possible opportunity to find something to be offended by, and I was like, that's a pretty well, good practical yeah. definition. 
Yeah, let me tell you. So, you know, you didn't see me get upset and up in arms when the professional four-square team, the Connecticut Crackers, came out, <laughs> you know? So I don't know why everybody's so upset about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I supported it. Oh, God. <laughs> you sure did. I remember. Well, it. I, tried, I, I didn't even get mad. Your... I tried out, and I didn't make it. That's true. You actually put so you changed the status of your Facebook. You've changed your picture to a you know a, a opaque uh, you know Connecticut yes. crackers uh, emblem. That was really nice of you. It was, it was a, it's a saltine <laughs> cracker, but uh, but but nonetheless, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just. Uh, I mean, time and time again, this is and, and again, the worst part is, is there's still just never any apologies for. Hey, look, I was a jackass. Um, I don't know, Mike, we could go over this every single fucking time we podcast. It's, hey, I, let me just let me be angry at something find out it's not true. And and I don't have to apologize to it. That is exactly what uh, America media is all about. I can't say I can't really speak for other countries. But it's there's no retraction, and if there is, it's on page fourteen, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't even know if it, anybody even would know what that means anymore. Well, I can't, or, you know, or back page stuff. I can't remember his name. I'm sure somebody in the comments will. You remember that kid uh, from that was in, in Washington D.C. and he had the MAGA hat on or whatever, and the guy, the Indian, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, dude in his face or whatever, whatever yeah. was going on. I mean, that that kid made millions uh, for defamation, and now this. I hope this I hope, little kid makes a lot kid, of money. I hope this kid can pay for his great grandkids' college later on if that's what he wants to do with it. I hope that's how much money he makes. I hope it shuts Deadspin down. I hope they can't afford to stay in business anymore. I hope it shuts the whole operation down because no one needs crap like that. No, we we want good media. We want good resources. And let's be honest, that kid would probably actually give back to uh, to the tribe. <laughs> It make it even worse for this fucking. What if he bought the Chiefs? Bullshit, dude. <laughs> and he changed the name to Redskin Chiefs. He just brought it back. <laughs> he just because he's just a little kid. He just names it just dumb weird shit. He's like, let's go the the Redskin the Redskin Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, and then their helmets are shaped like teepees. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! They call it like the scalping yeah. redskin the, chiefs or something like that. Wampum smoking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You are something else, man. That's too bad, man. It's it's just so ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, they have oh, like God. There's never a they, shortage. They of give out shit. bows and arrows to to the kids with, that come in for uh, Thursday night games. You know, they get, they get bows and arrows and get to hunt live live game uh, during. During quarter two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So oh, dumb. Well, I have uh, some really good news, I think, for uh, for colleges in general across the nation. Yes. I have very good news for uh, my alma mater, uh, Harvard. You know, that's where I went uh, in spirit. <laughs> And uh, that Harvard University plans to offer a course on Taylor Swift. Now, let me tell you, this is so. That's that's actually what this I have already. Is, I've already is, pre-enrolled. I, I so, well, no, I know you did. I know that's why you had you had brought this to my attention. This is why I'm so excited about it. 
I'll tell you what, if we'll say Allie was going to Harvard, she would not, she never would have no interest in, in Harvard. And it's funny because, you know, these places are supposed to be so fine, high and mighty and all this stuff. And you're teaching a fucking course on Taylor Swift, you fucking morons. <laughs> um, but if my daughter came to me and said, Dad, I can't wait to enroll for this new Taylor Swift course, I would, I would take out my white glove I put them on my hands, take one off very gingerly by the finger, and then slap her in the <laughs> face with it. And because who, what, adu- what a, adult would ever go, you know what, hon, that's a great idea. I think you should take that. I can't wait for you to get shitty credits in Harvard, at Harvard, for this. God, okay, so are this you ready to hear this? Doing. This is it from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Now, huh? Yep. Fans of Taylor Swift who attend Harvard University, this isn't this isn't Harvard State, you know, uh, Mississippi <laughs> University. It's not. There's not. It's not an underlying university. No, this is actually Harvard University. Maybe filling a a in quotes a blank space in their course schedule with a new course about the pop star's career, taught by Professor Stephanie Burt. Let's remember this name. This is the name of a fucking loser. Uh, this is the name of a lady who it, actually she's probably brilliant because if she can if if she can have this fly, she should run for president. Uh, a self-identified fan of Swift's work, Harvard's English department will offer Taylor Swift and her world. That's what that's what they call it. <laughs> for the first time this spring, the planned course will include diving into. I love how they're starting to now. They just now they're actually going to use words that are like supposed to be meaningful. Diving in to Swift's lyrics, music, and influences. Bert is also planning to include readings from authors, the, authors that are relevant to understanding Swift's art. Quote, I love that I'm able to do this in a way that both gives people the chance to study and write about things they already love and maybe build some bridges to think that they would not have otherwise encountered that they might also love, Bert said. (laughs) Swift is a... That's how she sounds. That was actual, actual audio. audio. Swift is a <laughs> pop. Oh, th- just so you guys know, this is WCVB.com online edition. Swift is a pop country music star who debuted in 2000. I like how they have to tell us now who the fuck she is. Since then, she has explored genres, written scores of relatable songs, and gone on wildly successful tours. When she first began her musical journey, she had a fairy princess. Like this, this is this is Bert's way of cashing in on. Somebody else's fame. That's what I love about this. Uh, She had a a fairy princess-like charm to her as she matured. So did her music. Her songs now explore emotions, however dark, and tell stories that may relate to, including personal tales about her relationships. I thought they were all about her relationships failing. Uh, She's known to... Good luck, Travis Kelsey. No. I know, which is so funny that they keep showing this as a, like, like somehow, you know, this is the NFL pushing this, right? Because again, they're, they're going to capitalize off of Taylor Swift's popularity and try to get a market that has never been interested in the NFL, which is young girls. And that's only going to last as long as these two stay together. So as far as I know, the NFL is probably giving uh, an an additional bonus to this dude just to keep dating Mm -hmm. this train wreck. Uh, She's known to, quote, shake it off uh, when faced with criticism and to take positions that can shake the music industry. 
She took her music off Spotify to protest against its minuscule payments per song for nearly three years, starting in 2014 and in 2015. She took on Apple Music when it decided not to pay artists during the user's three-month trial period. Apple immediately took heed and changed its policy. They would also uh, pay the artist royalty during the trial period. But her biggest battle, Mike, her biggest battle, but this is great. This is the first real fucking problem uh, against the music industry starting in 2019 when her former label, Big Machine Label Group, was sold to Scooter Braun. The sale also gave Braun the rights to the master's recordings. of her. I hope they're not going through the whole uh, the litany of, of stuff we're supposed to be learning in this class, because if yeah, I, I won't need like, to take the class like after it's this already article. gone way deeper than the syllabus. Yeah, I think Scooter Braun, <laughs> Scooter Braun, the Scooter Scoot Braun. Scooter Braun has bought the rights the to this. The sale I'm also Scooter, gave, and I have the rights. I'm Scooter. <laughs> the sale also gave Braun the rights to uh, the master recordings of her first six albums. She decided to release her own versions of the albums. Uh, her 2022, she is, just doesn't play, does she, Mike? Uh, her 2022 album, Midnight, sold over 1.14 million physical copies, including a record-setting 575,000 on vinyl alone. That actually is quite impressive. I mean, vinyl nowadays, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, in 2022, the University of Texas. Oh, yeah, I guess it kind of yeah. is. Still 575,000. Uh, that's about as almost as many fans as we have. The University of Texas at Austin announced it would offer a similar literary course reviewing Swift's work. And Texas State University offered a course on Harry Styles in spring of 2023. Now, we have to look for that one because let's see if that one's still going on because it looks like it actually was offered uh, as a thing. So, yeah, that's that's my article for that. So tell me, Mike, what do you think about this? The, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I already know what you think about it, but this is the dumbing down of our like. This is this, you is know, and I know that they cherry prestigious... This is classic, Harvard, dude. It's Harvard. classic education. I mean, and this this yeah. is what we're doing. We're we're that that counts towards something. <laughs> A yeah. class on Taylor Isn't that Swift, amazing? like this. I just this is our brightest and best. This is that's it. This is our brightest and I just best. Wish this people is would stop this being is what you are offering and start waking the future. up. That's what I wish. I wish this is just nuts to me. I and I I this is exactly why all four of my kids were counseled growing up that you should only go to college if what it is that you are super passionate about and and feel like this is what you want to do require absolutely no way around it requires it right so you want to be a mm -hmm. doctor well you you got to go to you got to get your degree because that's the only way to do it right so there's that so other than that but even if they had went to college if they told me I'm taking a Taylor Swift class <laughs> Like, I can't imagine having paid for any of their college in the first place. But if I did, I would have withdrawn the pain. I would have canceled the checks. Like, like no, we're not, we're not doing this. Yeah, you would go out of your mind. This has nothing to do with an actual education on real topics. Now, if you're in a business class and there is a particular – because. Taylor Swift is actually probably a, she runs her own business. She, she doesn't have somebody just, she's not just a singer who's like 
just going where people tell her to go. She, uh, yeah. I'll give her credit in terms of like she's a smart of business woman. That that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't do it but, alone. But that even even that says she's a good business woman. Yeah, right. So if you're in a business class and they're referencing a strategy or an approach of modern um, artists or pop people, how how are they approaching business? What impact does that have on marketing? That? I could see a reference to that in a in a business class or something like that. For sure. But, build, but building something around just one one person like that, I especially like a pop a pop icon kind of a thing is weird to me. But it would be equally it's weird so if weird. somebody was like, "I'm taking a college class on Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos." Like, I, I even then I'd be like. Yeah. I mean, what is their per- like personally? Like, what what are we talking about here? Like, what what yeah. are we what are we well, doing? Even let's push that even further back because this would still be weird to me. Um, just just a class on Abraham Lincoln. Just just that's it. Just Abraham Lincoln. Now, granted, he has he would have more to do with historical sure. accounts and you know history, not so much English. Um, but this Taylor Swift thing, this is an English course. So what? like, what? Oh, I thought it was that's a what business she said, course. right? I think, it, no, I think she's an English te- major or, te- or a teacher. <laughs> and it makes even less sense now. I was like, that's kind of saying. a stretch it's even weird, in the business man. sense for me because you're only focusing on yeah. one person, you know, and no, not, not but a I was business saying, approach. Like, just but... anytime, anytime you're just going to focus on one person for an entire semester that's i just feel like that's even like you're just being disingenuous to whatever the 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 overall cause is right i mean if you just did a course on hitler say yeah you're gonna get a lot of interesting stuff out there you probably mean you'd be able to dive into his mind a little bit but shouldn't we be talking about like his government or maybe just you know the entire world war ii or the lead up to it like the his you know the yeah. political the politics that now, there'd led be up people, to world there'd war ii to 1939 like, and uh lincoln historians they may write books on lincoln and things like that and so you would need to learn take a deeper dive and you could teach a course on abraham lincoln's ex like but it's it, it's you have to be teaching something on a practical level for a yeah. for for a for a purpose that fits the degree. And yes. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see where that fits in at Harvard, uh, especially if it's an English class. I don't see how we're pulls in a, a community college <laughs> and I'm not knocking community colleges. I went to Oakland community college as well uh, as Grand Valley state. Um, <laughs> I love that. Now it's just so you know, Drew. Yeah. I may have failed James Taylor's course back in the eighties, uh, but uh, I, I'm not the least bit upset about it. I mean, I've, dude, I have seen fire and I've seen rain. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen it all. And so you can't, yeah. I mean, it's, it was one flunk. I took a, a course on Garfunkel after that and I did just fine. So thank you. <laughs> my, my course that I would do is how to manage, managing your, this is for a psychology degree, managing your emotions with the writing of Simon Garfunkel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Try that with Bob Dylan. Holy crap, man. You better have to take drugs just to understand that chorus. I think Bob Dylan was more with it than most of us these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe, but man, some of his lyrics are pretty pretty far out there. Pretty good I'm stuff. a Rolling Stone. So. Yeah. I'm Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> always spot on, Mike. Always spot on. You're, How does you're Dylan's it always feel? <laughs> I'm sorry that I made him do this, guys. I apologize for that, dude. I wanted to let's. Can we change? Uh, can we change uh, direction here for a little bit? And... I only had one article. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Uh, so I uh, I saw on the news it was actually kind of a a blip, and this was a, a two weeks ago or or so, uh, and we weren't able to discuss because we we hadn't podcasted again for a couple weeks or so, and until now. And I do want to bring this up and. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, do you and I can just kind of read like this was from Alive, uh, 11alive.com. Judge says trial challenging Georgia's voting machine. So did you read anything about those, uh, how they kind of like this, the whole voting machines thing in, in Georgia, the constitutional challenge to Georgia voting machines set for trial early next year? Um, the question uh, whether Georgia's electronic voting system is major. So this was a couple of weeks ago. And then I, there's an, it looks like there's a follow-up one a week later, but then it just kind of stops dead, apparently probably because of the fact that it's it's going to be picked up someplace mm-hmm. else. But uh, the question of whether Georgia's electronic voting system has major cybersecurity flaws that amount to a violation of voters' constitutional rights to cast their votes and have those votes accurately counted uh, is set to be decided at trial next year. U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg issued a 135-page ruling, 135 pages, uh, late Friday. This was a couple weeks ago again, guys. A long-running lawsuit filed uh, by activists who want the state to ditch its electronic voting machines in favor of hand-marked paper ballots. The state uh, had asked the judge to rule in its favor based on the arguments and facts in the case without going to trial. But Totenberg found uh, there are material facts in dispute that must be decided at trial. She set a January 9th bench trial, uh, which means there will be no jury. Thank you for that. AP News uh, online edition, which means there will be no jury. But she also suggested that the two sides work together to reach a resolution. Quote, the court cannot wave a magic wand in this case to address the varied challenges to our democracy and election system in recent years, including those presented in the case she wrote. Uh, but reasonable, timely discussion and compromise in this case coupled with prompt, informed uh, legislative action might certainly make a difference that benefits the parties and the public. The lawsuit was filed by several individual voters and the Coalition for Good Governance, uh, which advocates for election security and integrity against Georgia's security of state Brad Raffensperger, or Raffensperger, Raffensperger uh, and members of the state election Farger. board. It claims that the current Farger. configuration... Raffensperger... Uh, It claims that the current configuration of the state's election system presents a threat to voters' right uh, to have their votes counted as cast. Uh, It spawned an expert report that identified uh, vulnerabilities in the election system used in Georgia that led a federal cybersecurity agency to uh, issue an advisory to jurisdictions that use the equipment and has prompted some Georgia Republicans to call for abandoning the machines. It also led to the exposure. Of, I'm, I really don't have to read much more of that. That was two weeks ago. Let me just kind of uh, zip in on this one a week ago. Uh, this American military news judge uh, rules Georgia voting machine must 
go to trial. So I, I don't know, maybe they're just, yeah, they're, this was, they're actually just referring to this 11 Alive News one. Um, so I don't have to go on with that. Uh, what do you think about that? Like, you, you know, we have all these other countries that are like boasting, they're bragging, they're laughing at the United States saying, look, we we know, like, what is it? Was it Argentina? That, that crazy, like, <laughs> hilarious conservative yeah. dude? Like, they they had him, he had won the election in like hours. They knew like hours. Yeah. And that's when they were kind of like laughing at the U.S., like, Dude, we we know our our results almost like it's ridiculous. What is what is your guys's problem? You guys can't even count, and you guys do everything by computer program and all this other stuff. And you guys can't even count votes for three days, and it is ridiculous. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Like I remember when when Iraq was able to vote. So after they ousted Saddam Hussein, maybe I'm dating myself here because this was the '90s, but let me tell you how they voted was when they did their paper ballot vote they dunked their thumb in a freaking uh purple ink do you remember yeah. that so that they, they nobody could just keep going back and like we've i've it happens i was telling you before i've said this before that we were at a voting uh a place to to vote and this lady uh, uh, an actual employee was like I know that guy. It was a young dude wearing that Chavez T-shirt. It was like, that guy was here uh, at the other poll, whatever. And he's like, he, and he didn't and had no driver's license, nothing. They just let him vote. And I'm thinking, how is that even a possibility? You know? And so there are, there's got to be a hundred better ways to do this than the United States does is this. Yeah. This is an embarrassment for the United States of America. And we need to fucking fix this because after, despite whether people think that Trump um, lost uh, because of, uh, uh, you know, in like nefarious reasons or not, um, we, uh, I, I would have to say that a lot of people have lost faith in the vote in, in voting in the yeah. system uh, in the United States. And that's no good. That should be the last thing that we ever worry about as a nation is how we vote people in. Whether you like the person or hate the yeah. person, it sh we should at least be able to go. Wow, that was fair. That was that was fair. I you know I don't I don't I don't agree with it, but that was fair. But we are not at that even at that point anymore. And I don't know. Maybe the media has a lot to do with that, but there, we do know there's got to be damn better ways to do this. You know? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, there, there, there absolutely has to be better ways to do this. We're, we're, we're in theory the most advanced nation on the planet, and yeah, we can't vote now. Part of that, part of it, I can say, makes sense to me, and that is because each state, because we are the United States, has right. gone further or regressed or whatever um at different rates uh in in how they yeah. vote right like we think back to the the hanging chads of florida right we, not a lot oh of states God, didn't yeah. have chads let alone hanging chads wow. to uh to so vote true. with so that's part of the problem and so part of me understands kind of why that could have developed the way that it did but you're there at, at this point. You're right. There is no excuse. There's certainly, absolutely no excuse for not requiring an identification to vote, and 
only getting one vote. There's just no, there's just no excuse for that. Um, yeah. And agreed. so this, this is, a, it's super simple, right. To require ID, to verify the ID and to let the person yep. vote. And that's it done. That's it. it. It's, it's super simple. It's super common sense. It should be done. No problem. No questions asked. Boom. And then we, we just need a, a simple way to be able to vote <laughs> and, and those right. votes be able to immediately be counted. Right. Like that's, I, when I put it into a machine, it, it should automatically count it. How is that not like you should be able to push a, a green button? I don't know why it has to be green, but push a green button and it goes, Oh, here's your results for the night so far. Mm-hmm. How is that impossible? It's not. Here, and, and, then, and then an enter button or a send button, it sends it right to Washington, D.C. It's not for that matter. We should just be like, everybody tune in on your phones at such and such a time and hit who you want to vote for. And it's like, boop, all right, that's our, that's our president. Like you could do it. I mean, the technology exists. It's just like obviously verifying. It does. Verifying uh, people. Part of me, part of me absolutely do right, does though. not want um, – I get it. People are on, on vacation or whatever else, um, that kind of a thing. And my, my thing would be if, if we could have, but I, I don't want a federal voting system. Like I I want it to be local. Right. I I want it to be verified locally. So I, I don't want people to be able to, I don't want to be on vacation in Florida and be able to go to a location and vote in Florida, you know, uh, during that time. But the the system that we have for mail in voting, there's too much potential for fraud there um, at at this point. Like that's that's one easy path of attack for those who would want to um, nefariously shift the vote. Um, that's 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 a problem. And then as far as military votes are go, now that they should be able to vote in person at their milita- military site. That's they they do these mail away things yeah. for military votes. That's stupid. Yep. Yep. They did for no. us too. It is no. Ridiculous. You you do the well, same. You, you do this? the voting system at your at your base wherever you are stationed. You vote, and that yeah. and that's verified. And don't you the the less mailing the better to me. Why can't you? Why can't you just have a, a system set up with the social security mm-hmm. number, um, where even if that's you have racist, to register, first of all, but there, that you, you know need the, the social security number. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like you, it's ridiculous that we, we don't have a way, like I should be able to log into a computer and have a, a log on for my social security mm-hmm. number one. And, and when I, if I were to put the wrong social security number in there, it should be like, what are you doing? Like, no, this one, this person is deceased mm-hmm. this or, or that or this one does not exist yeah. yet. And then you just get your one vote. You go back into the computer, you try to go in, be like, no, you already voted. Yep. You know, it, I just, how, how is that not an option? Okay. Something to, to that extent. Technologically, so, yeah, whatever, idiots. You should be able to have a computer pulled up and then you'd be like, here's my ID. And they pull up if you're in the system or not, if you're registered or not. That's it. And, yeah. And then you, I can you I can play Mortal off. Kombat with a, a a boy in Vietnam. Play Mortal Kombat like, with a friend in Vietnam. <laughs> friend in Vietnam. <laughs> and yet we can't vote exactly. correctly. We can't. We have no way. I, the, oh God, it's so dumb. I know we're about to get off on this one. If you know what I mean. Um, 
But I did want to read one more article. Can I do one more article? This is a really crazy article. And I know it's going to lead to a little bit of discussion, but it, we'll try to keep this as short as possible. NewYorkPost.com, online edition. 82-year-old allegedly killed by caretakers hours after the after cops ignored cries for help. Now, I already love the... the oh, the, is this the, the one where that. they commented how they were proud of the guy for being a gun owner or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just four hours after a bedridden 82-year-old woman in New Mexico frantically told cops she feared for her life. She was shot and killed by her caretaker, according to police and a report. Uh, the caretaker, Henry Cardano. I believe it was uh, called Henri. officers. Henri Cardano called officers to the Rio Rancho home, urging them to take his elderly charge out of the house. Uh, KOAT Action 7 reported. She's a, quote, she's a, Hospital hospice patient, and she's uncontrollable. I can't control her anymore. She needs for her own safety to get the she hell out of here, uh, he said, in audio obtained by KOAT7. The patient, uh, Junin or Junan uh, Fennell, then told the 911 operators there were guns in the home and that she felt unsafe. Officers arrived and chatted with Cardana. Cardana, Cardana, I don't know, whatever, about guns, confirming the caretaker had loaded weapons. Quote, I, I like folks that have guns, one officer told him, according to the clip. Then they stood by while the worker had a disturbing exchange with the older woman, a video obtained by KOAT shows. I don't know what that would mean. Uh, it, it actually, like, there's some pictures here. Um, Cardana has said something inaudible on the video to Junan uh, Farrell, who replied, what did you say? He said, I, I said, you're fine until I kill you, Cardana answered. Quote, all right. Uh, he's threatened to do that, Fennell told the officers. Instead of taking action, the cops left about uh, after Cardana uh, told them, quote, get out of here now, go away. The recently released footage from April 5th encounter uh, revealed. Hours later, Cardana began screaming that he had killed Fennell, according to a neighbor's 9-11 call. Um, police found uh, him covered in blood when they returned to the home and the prosecutors charged him with murder. But Cardana blamed police for Fennell's death. <laughs> the body cam footage shows, quote, you're not listening. You didn't help me at all. He is seen wailing. It's all your fault. You guys caused this. <laughs> you guys caused this. Um, and it's funny because that's where it ends. So like I, now I know I, I wanted to read a more inflammatory article for that because, you know, there's there's the truth and then there's like the, what actually happened. Um, and isn't that just a fantastic like it, how many times have you been out to it? You're like, oh, my God, this lady's like out of her mind and this dude's out of his mind. And, God, they're all fucked up, you know, and you're like, just want to get out of there. It's probably late. You want to go home. And, and then like, four hours later. Dude, these guys are probably going to lose their job. What do you think? <laughs> Man, it's so it's hard. It's a hard one because obviously you can't predict the future. And it, you just I, I think that you would have to be there to get a vibe, you know, to read the room. Like it, it's, it's almost impossible to yeah. understand this from an article because it really would be so much in yeah. sort of like the tone the there's there's so much to yeah. understand about like how was this lady coming off when she was communicating how yeah. was the guy coming off when he was communicating 
what is, yeah, what is the vibe? When you read the room, when you kind of read the situation, what was your feeling? What was your sense about that based on, you know, common sense and a mix of experience on the job or, you know, you, you kind of got to, it, it's just too hard, I think, to know right or wrong, a line in the sand on this one from even even just stated facts. Well, she said he was trying to kill me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know. We've we've all yeah. heard that, right? Okay, Any cop is, has, <laughs> has heard that before. Now, keep in mind, um, so it is the caretaker. We don't know what the relationship actually is. Is he just receiving money or is, he, is she somehow a family member or an old friend, like a friend's friend? Yeah. Who, I don't know. But, yes, he's the one who shoots her. Now, they show pictures of her. She's 82 years old. She's in the bed. It almost looks like she's bedridden, yeah. to be honest with you. And it looks like she has an oxygen mask on, dude. Like, she looks pretty rough. Um, besides the fact, maybe because just because she's a woman, right? And they're really annoying sometimes. Do you think maybe that had anything to do with it? It's a fair, maybe like he wanted it's a, a real sandwich thing. or it's something. It's a real Oh my God. I can't. It's just, it's such a crazy. First of all, it's a stupid article because um, we know that there's so it's much more that, that takes and you. Like you it's said, an article you that takes you there. nowhere. It doesn't actually. It, 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 it does, but it, it's not true. That's not true. It takes you everywhere all at once <laughs> and it makes your mind just go, what happened? And you're like, and you're just like, well, I bet this is what happened. I bet, you know what I mean? And like, imagine somebody who's not a police officer reads this article and, you know, the first thing they're going to be is angry that these cops did. Uh, they're the ones who caused this. That's what the old guy's saying, you know, and clearly they should he knows have predicted what he's talking the future about. and no, they should have been the minority yeah. report and stopped future crime. That's right. You know, yep. So. It's like, and oh, there are God, things it's just like, so crazy from, ex, you know, from experience, maybe there is something that would stand out that you're like, yeah, we, you know, maybe we could do this about, about the situation, but you can't like, even if she says, he said he was going to kill me. Uh, sir, did you say you were going to kill her? No, she's crazy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, we're at the end of the end. We're at the end of the investigation now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Now, now, did she <laughs> record him saying, I'm going to kill you? Or did he write it in his journal? Dear diary, tomorrow I'm going to kill her. Like, now, now if we saw that and we still did the cops see a diary that said, Dear diary, I'm sick of being a caretaker. This bitch is going to die tomorrow. If, if, that, like, <laughs> if, if they open that up, they read it and then they chucked it and said, Have a good night. We, we're glad that you own guns. Then maybe we've got a problem on our hands. But <laughs> if, if, if it's just, it his manifesto. Yeah. I mean, did this lady talk about like uh, what there's just there's way too many things that could have been said or could have been perceived in that moment to even remotely come to a a judgment about this. That's close to fair. Well, just real quick, then I have a follow up to this by our Rob server dot com. This is from the Rio Rancho Observer. So this was we're getting really close to the source here, Mike. Um, by this is investigative Michaela, journalism. Uh, Helene detailed details uh, re, uh, revealed in April fifth uh, homicide. Uh, Henry Cardano, eighty six. So he's older okay. 
then then the lady that he killed uh, was arrested on April 5th for the willful and deliberate murder of blah, 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 residence corner, blah, blah, blah. Fennell was uh, found with a gunshot wound to the to the head Oof. Wednesday afternoon. But that was not uh, the first call for emergency services that day. Uh, Sandoval uh, County Police responded to a call from Cardana at 713 a.m. April 5th. Uh, Cardano reportedly told the dispatcher that he was extremely frustrated, that he wanted to get someone out of the house. More specifically, he told police that Fennell was getting out of control and he wanted her out of the house because he couldn't adequately take care of her. I believe that. Uh, he then got hostile on the phone and handed off to the elderly woman. This is going to get more bizarre, <laughs> I bet you. She told police she did not feel safe with Cardana and thought she was in danger from him. She added that there are multiple guns inside the house, which doesn't mean anything to a police officer. Nothing. That's just stupid when people Nothing. say that. Um, yeah, uh, that Cardana threatened her with. Uh, she didn't, however, reveal uh, where they were located. Fennell also told police that Cardana had been drinking and provided false information to the dispatcher. She believed he was listening uh, in on the conversation with, from a different phone in the house. The dispatcher noted that they could, in fact, hear Cardana on the phone while speaking to Fennell. Dispatch was uh, also received a call from a New Mexico Adult Protective Services representative who claimed they performed welfare checks at the residence and provided police with a correct address. So they couldn't even get a, a real address on this. Officers were sent uh, to... Uh, sent to the residents to check on Fennell and Cardana that morning. According to the report, hospice came to the house at least three times a week for Fennell and adult protective services was contacted by Cardana to have her removed from his care. Fennell refused to leave the property because she had personal possessions and property there. She also had dogs living with her. Yeah. EMS also arrived to take her to a hospital. You just imagine what this place mm, looked like. Mm, I can, like. I, I, EMS also arrived I know exactly in New Mexico. No air conditioning. Yeah, you know. Uh, just three fans just pointed right at your nose. Uh, EMS also arrived the to take her to the hospital. The floors are not clear. It is, there's a, pa there's oh, a path. No, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, the carpet is to a hospital, green. But claimed there... <laughs> green shag. Uh, EMS also arrived to take her to a hospital, but claimed there were no medical reasons to move her. And therefore, there was nothing they could do to help. Later in the day, at approximately 12.30 p.m., dispatch was contacted again. I could hear a man and woman screaming at each other. One of them said that someone had been killed. That's weird, right? Because it says contacted again and could hear a man and a woman screaming at each other. One of them said that uh, someone had been killed. The line then disconnected. Dispatch called back and someone on the line requested emergency response with lights and sirens. The quote, lights and sirens. Oh. They said That's that they, uh, they had seen a dead woman on the bed near the entrance. They said that Cardana was bleeding as well. The phone was passed to the caller's wife, uh, who stayed on the line. So maybe it was a neighbor um, until the, uh, on the line until the officers arrived. When officers arrived, they saw that the front door was open and a few of Fennell's friends were in the driveway. Cardana was in the front entry where police detained him. Cardana had blood on him as well as a bloody nose. While clearing the house, officers found Fennell on the bed with a gunshot wound to the head. A silver revolver with a black grip was found under her leg. I Cardana say the caretaker saying, did it in the bedroom with a silver revolver. <laughs> <laughs> with a black with a black grip. She quote, she wanted me to do it. That's what she wanted. Detectives spoke with she's probably like, then shoot me, then motherfucker, shoot me. He's like, okay. <laughs> Pop. 
Detectives spoke with Fennell's friends who said they were bringing food to Fennell and Cardana. When they called Cardana ahead of time, he sounded distressed. When they arrived, Cardana told him he did it and they should call someone. Quote, call the police. I killed her, he said. <laughs> Cardana was sent to a hospital and detained for medical evaluation. He was charged with first-degree murder and faces life imprisonment without parole if convicted. I am just very curious how this one's going to end. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not really that curious, and I'm pretty predictable how it's going to end, but how the fuck did that end? It got so, and how many times have we been to these runs, Mike? Exactly like this. The exact thing. Never a problem, ever. And then all of a sudden, now we got officers going to be fighting for their, their life. <laughs> Marines right Blitz said this is like a script to a new Disney horror film. Confusing. It makes no sense. Yeah, Halle, Bar Halle Berry is going to actually play this lady in an upcoming uh, Disney rendition. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous i'm sorry i actually it'll be that. it'll be jada, jada pinkett film, smith so. that's who they're gonna have play portrayed oh god movie. i just saw an article that they're gonna stay together forever oh. so there's nothing you can do Good about them. them mike you're never gonna get it you're never gonna they're, get your they're on the top of my list of people i never want to meet <laughs> somebody <laughs> could be top. like at the very could top like, pull they could pull up in in a vehicle and say and somebody could knock on the door and be like hey uh Jada and, and Will are here. We, we just got picked at random to come hang out with, with people. They're, they're right here. And I'd be like, I just closed the door. And that, that, that's my interest I would, level. Uh, I would probably invite them in to berate them and then kick them out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then record the whole thing, become famous. Yeah. And, you know. So that's, I mean, that's, I, if anybody else can use somebody else's fame to advance their career, I can do the same. True. Like, that's what I'm going to do. All's fair and so. love and podcasting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, I guess our opinions don't change that often, do they? <laughs> no. No, I guess they don't. I guess. They don't. <laughs> oh, well. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Glad to be A crazy back. Crazy world. Crazy, I say. Wild, wild, wild stuff. Wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there's some people, people are like, going like, what, what is that are about? they talking about? They seem to know what they're talking about, but I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but I do not know. <laughs> if you guys have not watched The Tonight Show ever, then you probably should. You should probably go back and... Yeah. Well, not well, not that not, not the current tonight but... show, whatever that is. If that yeah. is whatever, no, Johnny Carson tonight show. Yeah. <sighs> All right, folks. Well, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, and stay warm. Keep you informed. If you have not subscribed, I mean, this the podcast will hit Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's on YouTube. Subscribe there. Subscribe everywhere. Keep up. Tell a friend. Write a review. Do all the things. Whatever. <laughs> we're here until we're not. <laughs> That's it. All right. Peace.